difficulty of grading overseas is a big problem. And once that's figured out, you're gonna see huge takeoff in the market as well. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Slab Stocks FC. This is a very, very special episode because I'm joined here by the three content creators at Sunday League Investors. I love their page. They post so much soccer content and they do a really, really awesome job of it with videos and Instagram posts, educational posts on cards versus stickers for different players. So please go check out their Instagram page at Sunday League Investors right now. Give them a follow. And now we're just going to talk about their journey through soccer cards, how they got involved, uh, content creation, and what they're looking at now in the soccer card market. So Brian, Luigi, and Bob, thanks for joining me and let's hear your guys' story. Wow. Thank you, Aaron. Well, that's yeah, very thanks, Aaron. <laughs> uh, First of all, we're following your footsteps. So thank you so much for having us on the show. We've been we've been watching you uh Slapsocks grow and with Slapsocks FC, it's just really exciting times right now. So thank you so much. Um yeah, thank you. Yeah, but what's up, Slapsock Nation? What's up, SOI fam? <laughs> Gotta always give a shout out. Um, but hey, we basically what we started with Sunday League Investors, we are just three guys, essentially best friends, I think, right? Uh, it's debatable. <laughs> it's debatable. We're still figuring that out. Yeah, um, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> but no, we were three great friends. We started in the soccer card journey a year ago, um, mainly with me and Bob. We actually invested together. We we're just like, hey, man, let's. We think soccer cards are going to be a big hit one day. It just doesn't make sense when you could buy like these legends like Messi and Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, all these cards, all these players for the same way less price than let's just say LeBron James. Because at the time we were actually investing into basketball so it kind of just was a logical decision and then what happens is over time we just collected 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 or invested and then we we're just like man no one's in the hobby space that's talking about soccer cards let's give it a shot um we're kind of wacky dudes <laughs> so <laughs> why not give it a shot and basically what we've been doing recently with our page if you don't know what we do is we post a lot of content about soccer cards stickers the comparisons we're very kind of like the go of the flow type of people. We're not just saying, hey, let's just do this one part um, or just stickers or just cards. Um, I think we do a very good job at kind of having like an ebb and flow type of deal. And, you know, we've been having a blast so far. So that's awesome. Great. Yeah. But hey, Lu Luigi, Bob, um, you guys want to chime in on like how, maybe Luigi, I know you were going to soccer cards a little later how did you get into it because like i remember yeah. i was like begging you to get into it yeah so um so yeah i mean you know we me bob and brian we work together right and then all of a sudden one day brian comes to me he's like hey man you really need to get into sports car investing you know this is this is a great place and like at the moment i was like dude no you know i'm gonna use my money somewhere else and then a great i started i, I love baseball i love baseball so actually, you know, crazy thing, I started looking through through YouTube about, you know, different sites that talk about sports cards and I found you guys, you know, so I was like, and you guys hit baseball really, you know, pretty big. So I was like, all right, let me start, let me start watching you guys go from there. And I actually invested in a couple of cards. Um, my first baseball card that I invested in was six, Sixto Sanchez, the pitcher that just debuted this year for the, yeah. was it Marlins? So, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I spent, you know, I think it was a hundred dollars right now. I see his prices going up for like $300 at BGS 9.5. Um, but anyways, um, so Brian comes to me and he's like, look, no one's touching the soccer market. If you don't want to spend that much money, 
get into it, you know? And all of a sudden, I was buying Messi's and Ronaldo's, dude, literally for a dollar, which is crazy, you know? Back then, I was just spending a lot, dollar per car, you know? Yeah. And, and now, you know, and now we're here. So it's, you know, we're here. <laughs> it's been pretty exciting for sure. Luigi, what's your best card or your favorite card? Either one. From soccer or any sports? A- anything. And soccer, too, since we are doing a soccer show. Let's hear the soccer one also. Uh, so my favorite car right now that I own is Carlos Balderrama um, from Colombia. He played in Colombia, I think, 1990, 1994 World Cup. So, you know, I'm a huge fan of – I'm not from Colombia, but I'm a huge fan of the national team because my grandparents are from there. And, you know, me being Venezuelan, we can't really make it to the World Cup. So, so I have to watch the team. So Colombia, you know, um, my go-to, um, baseball, Miguel Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera. Love that guy. And I have a few cards of his. So yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Bob, let's hear from you. Me? Oh man. So Brian and I, we actually knew each other from college. That's when we met. And then, um, then we worked together. He actually got me a job where we work now. And then a year later, oh, actually, we were roommates at one point as well. So yeah. And then um, just one day out of the blue last year, Brian's like, Hey man, do you want to go in sports cards? And I was like, eh, I'm not too sure. I was really iffy about it. I was like, I don't know really too much about it and everything. And then he kept on sending me like um, Gary V things. And then like um, Giannis's rookie cards, like, Oh, this is super cheap. We should get it and stuff like that. And then one day I was like, all right, I'll just get into it and everything was we'll We'll put like X amount of money together and then we'll buy, start buying players and everything like that. And then, yeah, that's a, that's our journey right there. Brian and I's journey. Brian, you do you remember the first card you guys invested in together? Um, I know the first soccer card was very interesting. Our well, first, well, let's uh, hear it. Yeah. Our first soccer card was actually a immaculate modern marks Marcus Rashford auto. Um, yeah. Out of 25. Out of 25. And we were getting, we got that card for how much Bob? I think it was like fifteen twenty dollars. I'm pretty sure fifteen twenty dollars. Okay, fifteen twenty. I mean, it sounds amazing, right? And then oh, two weeks later, we're like, "Hey, let's flip it." And how much did we flip it for? We flipped it for I think sixty dollars. Sixty dollars, and we're so happy. I mean, that card right now is probably like a thousand dollars. I mean, I'm just yeah. shooting out the blue, but yeah, that, yeah. But that it, it was just such a great, great moment for us. We're just like, "Wow, we can actually do this!" And obviously, we've gone over time. Like long term investing is more what we're, we're into, though. Yeah. Hey, I have a story like that. Back when I was in high school, being a huge Bucks fan, Giannis was the man in 2013. Like I know no one else knew, but I knew that he was the man. I bought his Cron Royale silhouette auto of 99 Jersey. I bought his national treasures, international ink number 60 and his spectra blue auto Jersey number 90 or something. I bought those three for 30 bucks combined. Dude, $30 combined. It's like it was like 15 K before his market dropped a little bit, but I sold it for a hundred dollars. I was in high school. So I'm like 30, 30, I'm like 30 to a hundred bucks. Give me that $70 right now. And I was super pumped. And you know, the way I look at it is everything I've done in the sports card industry ever since I started when I was 10 has combined to where I am today. It right. doesn't matter about what your profit is. It doesn't matter about what your losses are. You constantly learn and get better. I'm sure you guys have found out the same exact thing. And I love your guys' story. Because you guys are so much like me, Sam, and Nate. Nate, Sam, and I go way back too. And we're, you know, we were really good friends for a long time. And I was really into the cards, just like Brian. And I was like, Nate and Sam, dude, you guys got to start to learn about this. So Nate and I actually invested in our first card together way back in, it was like 20, 
seven no 2018 i want to say it was a nate pearson bowman chrome red refract red wave refractor auto we bought it for like 150 bucks actually as in florida nope south carolina just kidding different southern state <laughs> but, different, okay yes very different and we we bought for 150 bucks and flipping it for like 600 but that was what started all between nate and i and now we're here so i love i just love hearing those stories that's why i asked it gets me so excited <laughs> that's crazy i had no idea all right so focusing more on the soccer card market all these shows i'd love to ask people what are their thoughts on cards versus stickers and what do you see coming in the next year to two because i I think that we either might see one overtake or might see them work together it just depends on how people learn but what do you guys think yeah that's a very good question and we get this question a lot aaron um and what my take or our take on it is basically you there's three camps i believe there's one camp it's all about modern 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 there's a second camp where it's like, oh, you got to go scope modernizing cards. And there's a second camp where it's just like sticker, sticker, stickers, right? And I also there's a believe there's a third camp where I kind of we kind of fall in. We're kind of just like whatever is the better value at that point in time. Um, and that, at the end of the day, right, we always preach if you're going to pick a player, don't just go off of um, players that let's say, well, scarcity plays a role. But at the end of the day, they need to perform. Um, and sometimes we can't say just one one statement where it says, hey, just go for stickers and go for cards because you'll see different little instances. It's all contextual where you look at the Mbappe Prism Silver goes for PSA 10 went for $6,000 the other day. And also the Panini Foot sticker PSA 10, I believe has the same pop count went for $9,000, right? So those are those are things um, we look into. So we're very with the ebb and flow. We're kind of like the guys who are just like, hey, you know, if the sticker is a little bit cheaper and it's, you know, it's graded, we will go for it. But would we buy a raw sticker, just a power raw sticker? I wouldn't say so because at the end of the day, you want, you know, principles are principles, right? You got to make sure it's scarce. And if, there, if there's a sticker that's mass produced, you got to make sure that it's either graded or um, which completely changes the game because stickers are super hard to grade. So. Yeah. And I, I like that point because you have to find artificial scarcity if there if it isn't already there. You have to look at the pop reports. I've been preaching this so much recently on our Slab Socks channel. Start reading pop reports if you don't know how to learn because you will save yourself so much money or find really good undervalued cards by doing so. I think learning between the pop reports is super important. And this is something completely a little off topic, but I'm a huge fan of these like older cards that aren't stickers, but they're international release cards like the wccfs of like yeah, ronaldo yeah. and messi i think those things look awesome i'm yeah, a huge fan yeah yeah they I, remind me of a video game like the back of the car they give you like um i think it's the back of the car they give you like their offense and defensive rating and everything like that they look pretty sick oh he's gonna show it yeah oh shoot what do we got let's go I showed this in one of the other episodes it, it's it's my sancho but i'm oh, telling you yeah these, yeah these cards are awesome and like Japanese writing, right? Yeah, they're really cool, dude. I actually we we bought a Borussia Dortmund. Um, like I guess DACA is a Chinese company that did a whole entire relationship with Borussia Dortmund, and we bought Giovanni Reina. It's like a cool looking Chinese um, card. It's like refractor. It's numbered. We, well, we hope we get it in fine one piece. <laughs> we just ordered it the other day. But yeah, I think yeah. I think cool cool looking inserts are really something that we've been hitting on very hard because like iconic. Like stickers, we have a Panini stickers. It's like 2006 Panini candy. It has Zlatan Ibrahimovic on there, Cristiano Ronaldo, and David Beckham. I think that's a pretty cool sticker. Um, but at the end of the day, I think getting stuff great is very important, though. 
Yeah, for sure. It definitely plays a huge factor, especially in the soccer market when the supply is lower with graded exactly. cards. You can compare it to any other sport and it's tiny. Of course, now this is going to change over the next year or two as more people buy cards, more people grade. We're not going to see these huge margins, but you know, there still is time to take advantage. And even if there aren't the huge margins, it's still a margin. Like look at basketball. People make tons of money in basketball grading. Like you're still going to be able to in soccer. Okay, yeah. ne next topic is... Where, where do you see the market over these next year to two? We have the Euro Cup in 2021. We have the World Cup in 2022. What's what's going to happen in these next two years? And is there a chance that we see a lot of Europeans getting involved, more Americans getting involved? What's going to be the thing that sparks you know, this, this soccer, I want to say, almost revolution over the next two years? Of course, more people have gotten involved in these past three months. But I think we have to look at this as a long-term game. Even in my introductory uh, Slab Stocks FC video, I knew people were going to jump in short-term because we started talking about it. But I'm trying to preach. This is long, guys. Like This yes. is not a short-term game with soccer. You have to be okay with holding for a year, holding for two years. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. And that's some question that we always debate about, right, guys? We always talk, talk about, you know, what is the long-term market going to look like? And, you know, there's going to be different different things. I think as a casual soccer fan, there's a lot of casual soccer fans that has not joined the card market. I believe a lot, a lot of other other um, collectors from basketball, football join into the soccer card market, which helped the boom. And also, there was casual fans that are joining. But I think the main things, casual soccer fans, um, even the FIFA Ultimate Team players, right? I know we talk about that a little bit. FIFA Ultimate Team is a whole entire another game that we have not talked about, um, or at least I think you guys mentioned it, right? I think. Aaron, you we did it. mention we mentioned it last video that I think, and this goes for all sports actually. I think of the esports world is a whole another segment that can get involved in the card market. Either it's FIFA with soccer, or even them making esports trading cards of the actual players. Then they start to learn about sports cards. I think there's just so much growth in so many different avenues of this industry that you know you can't discount anything at this point. Yeah, and another thing I wanted to add is you we look at how grading is for overseas. Um, the difficulty of grading overseas is a big problem. And once that's figured out, you're going to see huge takeoff in the market as well. Um, there's yep. a lot of different factors. Obviously, attention is the, probably the main focal point. You know, having the Euros, you saw how Champions League pretty much dictated a whole entire reactive reactionary market. And now with Euros and the World Cup, that's going to just bring more attention. But at the end of the day, there are some problem areas that need to be fixed, just like gradings, uh, grading companies need to be able to be more available readily available in um europe and all the other countries yeah and even supply allocation they need you know mm -hmm. tops and panini need to do some type of job to get people out in uk and in europe and in the eu supply because uh, you know for the last 20 30 years we're seeing you know the international supply the stickers and some of these wccfs and whatnot but we're not seeing them get masses amount of product like they are here i think doing something like Panini and Tops, they just realized what the soccer potential is. They haven't <laughs> yeah. even, even had time. They haven't even had time to plan out, you know, what they're going to do to react to that, to start building their soccer businesses models. Like who's to say that Tops doesn't start to produce, you know, these sports card lines to go around the world. And then we that's how we start to get people involved is by actually getting their hands on the product. I mean, you have to actually learn about sports cards and get to eBay to learn exactly. about soccer cards if you're overseas, unless you hear, hear through the stickers. But there's so many more ways for Tops and Panini to get these people involved. And I just think, and I know a lot of people that we're talking to and you guys think that this is going to you know, keep on toppling over the next two, three, four years. And 2026 World Cup in North America, are you guys pumped for that? 
How excited are you guys? Man, yeah, very excited. Uh, ooh, I can't wait for US to win the national. Oh, no, I was gonna say national championship. <laughs> I don't know. I said that. the World Cup. I'm uh, just kidding. It'll be nice if we go far. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just glad we're qualified. I'm just glad we're qualified. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then here's another thing: is what do you think about the American soccer players and what their market mm. potential is over the next, you know, four years? Because I think we we saw it all start with you know, Mbappe and then Sancho and then uh, Felix and other guys and then Messi and Ronaldo, of course. But I, from what I was watching, it took Christian Pulisic's cards way longer to grab on with people than the international guys. Like, as we see this national team progress, are we going to see more of these Americans start to become, you know, more valued? Of course, it all depends on their performance and whatnot. But it, it like, what's your thoughts on the American actual players? Yeah, well... Well, about the players, I would say as an American player, yep, taking the American market bias is very, very real. You know, the American hype, the way Americans hype their players is a very real thing. So that does play a role. You know, I, I'm I'm very guilty of doing that as well, right, guys? Yeah, you are. For sure. I, I, Any American player like this guy's so good, man. And then I'm like, I don't know what you see in this person. <laughs> no, but but at the end of the day, though, that that is real. So it's going to take to account. I think when we talk to people about investing in players, it's just thinking about you know what will it take for them to move up in price. So Pulisic was a great like great um opening point, basically because it took him a long time because he was really hurt most of the time, and now his prices are I, I would argue kind of baked just because he is an injury walking injury right now. But we saw Weston McKenney going to Juventus, and what you saw was you saw a price change really high. Even though I listen, I love Weston McKenney. I think he's going to be great, but I don't know if he's worth that type of money compared to another player, right? Long yeah. term. Long, yeah, long his term. optic hollows. His optic hollows were like hundred bucks at the, at that time. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? Like I said, I love the American players, but at the end of the day, it's still like a research base. You got to make sure you know. Who you're investing in so looking into american markets there's a lot of great young players and a lot of exciting um players so just know if you're investing in a young american player that doesn't it isn't very expensive um do you want me to throw names out or oh yeah go for it yeah, yeah. you know sergino des is an outside uh, fullback or a fullback that's going to maybe go to bayern munich or barcelona um his stickers are very cheap so once he scores a goal or does very well or even shows up I think the prices will, will not take as much to grow in price. And that's just, that's just how it is. Right. It's not because they're a better player than let's say Alfonso Davies. Yeah. And it's soccer, at least from my observation has seemed like a really big matter of fact thing when it comes to price increases, it's you do one thing, you're on the map and your prices are going up because of the lack, I would say the overall lack of knowledge between buyers, you know, when they do something big, they hit social media. That's when people start to, jump on their cards. Alfonso Davies, I mean, I'm obviously not a soccer expert. Everyone knows I've told people that, but I was watching him and there's probably nothing different between his game from before the Champions League to after, other than that <laughs> they won. And now he, you know, quadrupled in price in the span of like three weeks. So that's just my point is that you have to be locked and loaded if you are looking to sell soccer because of how fast swings like this can happen. You have to know your investments. You have to know what you're doing. And actually I want to transition into that so you guys obviously are really into soccer cards, buying and selling. What's your overall strategy when it comes to, to soccer card buying and selling? And I know you might not want to give away all your secrets, but when you're when you're looking at, at soccer cards and you're analyzing them against each other, are you thinking short-term versus long-term? Just walk me through a little bit of that, whatever you, you want to offer. 
Yeah, I guess I'll take a lead on it, and then Luigi and Bobby, you guys can fill in the blanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, our, well, the, the irony of our page is basically what we're posting is actually what we're doing. <laughs> um, that's how we come up with so much content. It's just like we're just repackaging what we're doing. So if you're noticing or really looking deeply between the lines what we're doing, we're basically actually 70% of our portfolio or slash collections actually vintage and legends because we, you know, it's just such an underpriced game right now. It's such a super underpriced. The pop count is insane. Um, I could go on and on about them, but 70% is usually like our collection for vintage and legends. 15% is established players. Like, you know, last, last season we saw Kevin De Bruyne, we saw Neymar blow up in price and everything. It just didn't make sense how they're so cheap. Um, this year there's a lot, a lot, it's, different game, but still, still same thing. And really, even though we're so excited about prospects, we actually only hold like 10%, <laughs> which is the most gotcha. ironic thing. And, yeah. and I think the, the point is to that, um, we are more long-term than short-term because long-term is just, we're very actually risk adverse, even though we're investing in sports cards, which is really <laughs> ironic. Yeah. But um, we're very risk adverse and we do like to play the, the short game as a little bit, but not as much as people would think. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And just to add to that, like myself at the beginning, um, I tried that short, the short term game, you know, I was like, all right, let me, let me buy a couple of cards and try, you know, flip them within a week. Did it, did it work? Yeah. And in, in, in a few scenarios it did, but myself, I just love watching the game. I love watching soccer. So the way I enjoy it is buying, holding for long term and just seeing the player progress, you know, just seeing the player as the season goes by when he plays for the national team, you know, um, European competition, um, Champions League, Europa League, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm just the type of invest, investor that, you know, will actually sit there and watch these play, watch these players play. You know, it's, you know, yeah, will. yeah, yeah, I will. You know, I spent, you know, just my, I, on, on the weekends, you know, I'm just there on the couch just watching these games go on and on. Um, but, you know, everyone's different, you know, but that's, that's just my case. Awesome. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, because Brian and I, we invest uh, together and everything. So basically, we try to communicate who we're buying and everything like that. And sometimes Brian, like, you know, buy some things like I'm like, oh, I'm not too sure about. But <laughs> at the end of the day, Brian's like, Brian makes the right calls and everything. And then the funny thing is Brian will buy things in uh, quantity and then I'll buy things in uh, quantity. Now, wait, what's quality? The word? Cool. Quality, yeah, cool. that's what it, I'll buy one good thing, and then Brian will buy like mini uh, base cards and everything like that. And then, um, yeah, then uh, somehow it works for us, and so yeah. that's great, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I was about the exact opposite when I was in, in the soccer game, I was <laughs> super risk seeking, so I plunked out a big chunk of change that I got from when I sold my football, basketball, and baseball cards. I took all of it, I put it on soccer, put it all on Mbappe, put it all on Sancho put all in felix and then some messi and ronaldo here and there but it worked out really well so yeah, actually, yeah. let me interject like i yeah um sorry to cut you off aaron but i think there's no right way to invest right um there, yeah. there's just different ways because you know with short-term stuff like prospecting you can make a lot of money you know we, you told the story on your your slap stocks channel a lot aaron and yeah that's the potential you could do so it's not like there's nothing wrong it's just yeah. We're very risk adverse. <laughs> yeah. And I would say like myself, when I was buying and selling a lot back in the day, I was like, 
a year max on stuff, which you could, some people would consider long-term, but that's really where I saw the sweet spot was like six months to a year. Like you pick the right guy, you pick yeah. the right cards, you Graham, six months to a year is really your sweet spot to maximize your ROI. And I say that, but keep in mind, every situation is different. Like exactly. you can't, you know, you can't just apply the same science for one card to another card, which is why I love what you brought up about your vintage versus short-term game. I mean, you got to have different strategies for each sector for sure. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for talking. Anything else you guys want to say, you know, shout out your Sunday league investors page, anything else? <laughs> I thought fam, we made it. <laughs> no, but Aaron, Aaron, thank you so much. I know we talked a little bit before the, the podcast and YouTube channel. Um, you know, I think you're, what you're doing is great. What, what, one thing is like the more attention, the better. And you just do keep doing your thing, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. Follow them on Instagram at Sunday League Investors. You will learn a lot about soccer cards. I can guarantee you that they post a lot. Please go follow them. They're probably one of the best followers out there for soccer cards right now. Luigi, Brian, Bob, thank you guys so much for this interview. Really appreciate it. This is Slab Stocks FC, and I'll see you guys next week.